Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the whole Bible each year based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet, your reader today. And today we have Monday, the 9th of January or the 16th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. The parasha or part of the Torah this week is called Shemot and that means names. And we'll be reading scriptures from the Torah from Exodus chapter 1 verse 18 through chapter 2 and verse 10. Before we start reading, please join me in blessing and thanking God for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his son, Yeshua, the Mashiach, our master. So the king of Mitzrayim called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and let the boys live? The midwives said to Paro, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. Because the midwives feared God, he gave them households. Paro commanded all his people, saying, You shall cast every son who is born into the Nile, but let every daughter live. A man from the house of Levi went and took a daughter of Levi as his wife. The woman conceived and bore a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. When she could no longer hide him, she took a papyrus ark for him and coated it with tar and with pitch. She put the child in it and laid it in the reeds by the Nile's bank. And his sister stood far off to see what would would be done to him. And Paro's daughter came down to bathe at the Nile. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And she saw the ark among the reeds and sent her servant to get it. When she opened it and saw the child, and behold, the boy was crying. She had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Paro's daughter, should I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? And Paro's daughter said to her, Go. The young woman went and called the child's mother. And Paro's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. The woman took the child and nursed it. The child grew, and she brought him to Paro's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moshe and said, Because I drew him out of the water. That was Exodus or Shemot 118-210. Now our portion from the prophets will today be Second Samuel or Shmuel Bet chapter 21. Now there was a famine in the days of David for three years, year after year, 
And David sought the face of the Lord. And the Lord said, It is for Shaul and for his house of blood, because he put the Gibeonites to death. So the king called the Gibeonites and said to them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the sons of Israel, but of the remnants of the Amorites. And the sons of Israel had sworn to them, and Shaul sought to kill them in his zeal for the sons of Israel and Yehudah. And David said to the Gibeonites, What should I do for you, and with what should I make atonement, that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord? Then the Gibeonites said to him, It is no matter of silver or gold between us and Shaul, or his house, neither is it for us to pay any man, put any man to death in Israel. And he said, I will do for you whatever you say. So they said to the king, The man who consumed us and who devised against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the borders of Israel, let seven men of his sons be delivered to us, and we will hang them up to the Lord in Gibeah of Shaul, the chosen of the Lord. The king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Shaul, because of the oath of the Lord that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Shaul. But the king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Aya, whom she bore to Shaul, Armoni and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Michal, the daughter of Shaul, whom she bore to Adriel, the son of Barzillai, the Meholathite. He delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them on the mountain before the Lord, and all seven of them fell together. They were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days at the beginning of har barley harvest. And Ritzpah, the daughter of Aya, took sackcloth and spread it for herself on the rock from the beginning of harvest until water poured on them from the sky. She allowed neither the birds of the sky to test, to rest on them by day, nor the animals of the field by night. David was told what Ritzpah, the daughter of Aya, the concubine of Shaul, had done. So David went and took the bones of Shaul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of Yabesh Gilad, who had stolen them from the street of Bitshan, where the Philistines had hanged them in the day that the Philistines killed Shaul in Gilboa. And he brought up from there the bones of Shaul and the bones of Jonathan his son. They also gathered the bones of those who were hanged, and they buried the bones of Shaul and Jonathan his son in the country of Benjamin in Zelah, in the tomb of Kish his father, and they performed all that the king commanded. After that, God answered prayer for the land. The Philistines had war again with Israel, and David went down and his servants with him, and fought against the Philistines. David grew faint, and Ishbibnob, who was the son of the giant, whose spear weighted three hundred shekels of bronze, he being armed with a new sword, thought he would kill David. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, helped him and struck the Philistine and killed him. 
Then the men of David swore to him, saying, You shall never again go out with us to battle, so that you do not quench the lamp of Israel. After this there was again war with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibichai the Hushethite killed Saph, who was of the sons of the giant. There was again war with the Philistines at Gob, and Ilhanan, the son of Ya'are or Gim, the Bethlehemite, killed Goliath the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. There was again war at Gat, where there was a man of great stature, who had six fingers on every hand and six toes on every foot, twenty-four in count, and he also was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, Shimei, David's brother, killed him. These four were born to the giant in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. That was Second Samuel chapter 21. Now from our portion from the writings, we will read Psalm 94. Lord, you God to whom vengeance belongs, you God to whom vengeance belongs, shine out. Rise up, you judge of the earth, pay back the proud what they deserve. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? They pour out arrogant words, all the evildoers boast. They break your people in pieces, Lord, and afflict your heritage. They kill the widow and the stranger, and murder the fatherless. They say, The Lord will not see, neither will Yaakov's God consider. Consider, you senseless among the people, you fools, when will you be wise? He who planted the ear, can he not hear? He who formed the eye, can he not see? He who disciplines the nations, will he not rebuke? He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are futile. Blessed is the man whom you discipline, Lord, and teach out of your Torah that you may give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not reject his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance, for judgment will return to the righteous ones. All the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will stand up for me against the evildoers? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have soon lived in silence. When I said, My foot is slipping, your loving kindness, Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, your comforts delight my soul. Shall the throne of wickedness have fellowship with you, which brings about mischief by statute? They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But the Lord has been my high tower, my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought on them their own iniquity and will cut them off in their own wickedness. Lord, our God will cut them off. 
That was Psalm 94. And now we have our final portion from the Apostolic Writings, and we will read Luke chapter 13. Now, there were some present at the same time who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Yeshua answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans, because they suffered such things? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. Or those eighteen on whom the tower in Shiloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the men who dwell in Yerushalayim? I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all perish in the same way. He spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the vine dresser, Behold, these three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it waste the soil? But he answered, Lord, leave it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, fine, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on Shabbat. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit on infirmity eighteen years, and she was bent over and could in no way straighten herself up. When Yeshua saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she stood up straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, being indignant because Yeshua had healed on Shabbat, said to the multitude, There are six days in which one should work, therefore come on those days and be healed, and not on the Shabbat day. The Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each one of you free his ox or his donkey from the stall on Shabbat and lead him away to water? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Avraham, whom Satan has bound eighteen long years, be freed from this bondage on Shabbat? And as he said these things, all his adversaries were disappointed, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Then he said, What is the kingdom of God like? To what shall I compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and put in his own garden. And it grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the sky live in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like a chametz which a woman took and hid in three measures of flour, until it was all leavened. And he went on his way through cities and villages, teaching and traveling on to Jerusalem. Then one said to him, Lord, are they few who are saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter in by the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter in and will not be able when once the master of the house has risen up and has shut the door, 
and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, then he will answer and tell you, I do not know you or where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves being thrown outside. And they will come from east and west and from north and south and sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are some who are last who will be first, and there are some who are first who will be last. On that same day, some Pharisees came saying to him, Get out of here and go away, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I complete my mission. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the next day, for it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together, like a hen gathers her own brood under her wings, and you refused. Behold, your house is left to you desolate, and I tell you, you will not see me until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That was Luke chapter 13. However, if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this cycle, you would also read Galatians chapter 3 today. This is a way that um, we have prepared, so if you want to, you could read through the New Testament or the apostolic writings twice in a year. You would read the Gospels uh, simultaneously as the epistles, the letters. So if you want to do that, it was Galatians 3 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I hope you have been able to listen, even though my um, nose is stuffed and I can hear myself sound very um, stuffed. (laughs) So I hope you are okay and the word of God will go forth anyway and your ears will be anointed to hear. So for now, Shalom from Israel. Until next time.